Oh, great initiative by the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Empowering the Jamaican people to become financially literate. Hey, keep up the good work. Informative and valuable content that is so easy to follow along. I've learned so much from the Jamaica Stock Exchange and you podcast. You're tuned in to the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You Podcast, a podcast of the Jamaica Stock Exchange, hosted by Henneke Watkins-Porter, demystifying the capital market. Your path to understanding wealth starts now. It is the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You Podcast, and I am your host, Henneke Watkins-Porter. In a 2018 Bloomberg.com article, it states, it doesn't take much investment to make a tiny market boom, and the total value of the 37 stocks in the main Jamaican index is less than $11 smaller than the valuation of AAA Mexican Grill Inc. But the size really matters, and how can we work with our neighbors in ensuring we create a bigger market for our investors? This week, we travel virtually across the waters to delve in the topic, bringing Cayman and the Jamaica stock market closer, creating a bigger market for our investors. Jermaine Deans, Managing Director, JN Cayman, is my guest today. Welcome, Jermaine. Hey, Annika. Morning. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It is my pleasure to have you. And just quickly share, I mean, you're in Cayman now. Uh, what's it been like for you in, in light of the pandemic? Uh, Cayman is a, a case study, in my words, really. The borders were closed. Forgive me if I don't have the dates exactly correct, but somewhere in March um, last year, and the borders still remain closed. For us, we have been insulated um, from the pandemic for the most part. We were under about a good four to five months um, lockdown, 24 hours a day lockdown. You only get out on your alphabet day and an hour to exercise. Uh, but the benefit of that was that I think somewhere in about July, early September last year, we we were free, you know, live your life normally as pre-COVID. It's just that we were insulated, so there was no really external connection, so to speak. Today, there are one or two cases, but for the most part, the island is, is COVID-free and life is fairly normal. Oh, that's, that's good to hear. We are praying for the day that we'll see that in Jamaica <laughs> again. Thanks for sharing that, Jermaine. So let's get into today's conversation and referring to the same article that I made, you know, reference to earlier, it says no short sellers swooping in to drive down share prices or high frequency traders eking out an unfair advantage. My question then, Jermaine, is what then makes investing in the region attractive? And by region, I'm talking about the Caribbean as we know it, those small island states that we're connected either culturally or by language or whatever it is that makes us islands. Well, let me take it in two steps. One, you mentioned short sellers and, and market makers, so to speak. That has a place. And the place for that is, you know, persons with significant information trying to influence or manipulate the direction of a stock price or the market per their benefit. So that has its place. It's part of market environment. We don't have that in Jamaica and in the Caribbean. So what you get is the, the true natural form of investing in the stock market where companies' performance or lack thereof, for the most part, is what determines the direction of the market and stock prices. So in other words, that is what makes it attractive to our investors. Additionally, uh, in terms of attractiveness, the fact that 
The Caribbean and Jamaica is still, as it relates to a stock market, as countries in their growth phase. And for the, the general premise of investing in the equities market is buy, hold, and prosper. So you're supposed mm. to buy companies that are up and coming, so to speak, and then you hold the shares and you grow with them through their profit cycle and their strategic growth. And by extension, you benefit from same. In Jamaica, we have some companies that are listing that are probably in their mature stage, but they're first ever going public. And the country has a significant appetite and opportunity for young companies, companies that are just being formed, companies that were formed a couple of years ago that require significant capital for growth. And in so doing, by extension, the benefits to the, the country, GDP, employment, etc. So Jamaica and the Caribbean is ripe for that type of growth and has been for years. The stock market and the general financial markets or the capital markets is a significant avenue for providing this growth to the economy and by extension to investors' portfolios if they invest early. So let me perhaps reframe my question with this preamble. So when we think of the Caribbean, you know, sun, sand, and sea are usually what comes to mind when persons think about what's the Caribbean. So finance is not usually something that enters the thoughts of the discerner. What makes the island investable? What is it that we have that other parts of the world don't necessarily have that make the island investable? That's a that's a tough question. I'm thinking about <laughs> it as I speak. Uh, uh -huh. told, you know, in this day and age, all countries offer similar things. You know, vacation packages. Mm -hmm. uh, eat, you know, you mentioned sun, sea, and sun in the Caribbean, but. You, you go elsewhere, you're getting skyscrapers and city views, stuff like that. So it's a trade-off. So, I mean, yes, you have the tourism product and what could be invested in there. But what is really attractive to the Caribbean, even though the Caribbean has always been marketed or mainly marketed for sun, sea, and sun, because of the fact that that's a bread and butter era for the, the respective economies to earn a living and to earn foreign exchange. But these said economies are the ones now that need to grow and develop. And in growing and develop, they have to adopt a lot of what the first world countries, if you will, have in place. The Caribbean don't have that just yet. So that's a significant opportunity for companies, investors in the first world that has cash, that's seeking a home that can drive significant growth for them to look to. Uh, growth countries, growth environment, and the Caribbean is one such place. So what if we had a regional stock exchange? Do you think that the Caribbean would be more investable? Well, good thing that you mentioned a regional exchange because I've worked with uh, Mrs. Street Forest on this and I know that there are significant work that went into it and I assisted on the CXN, which stands for the Caribbean Stock Exchange. But truth be told, at the end of the day, Jamaica is the largest country and by extension, the largest economy. So you find that we have to always be leading the way where that is concerned. But if the other countries were to become as educated as we are in stock investing and, and capital markets, and let me pause for a sec here because Mrs. Street and the team had to do a significant amount of groundwork in educating the Jamaican populace, albeit via the brokers, etc., in educating the Jamaican public on the benefits of the stock market and the capital markets. Uh, the rest of the Caribbean need that sort of education campaign as a whole and individually for them to understand the benefits of what the stock exchange will do and then by extension facilitating a CXN to grow. If we have a CXN, which is a Caribbean stock exchange, and what you're having is you're gonna have more liquidity, you're gonna have depth in the market because you have way more people and way more money 
across the different jurisdictions that are being invested and available to invest. For CXN now, because we use different currencies, then the different exchange rates or how it is that it would be captured on across the exchanges would have to be tied down properly. But having a Caribbean stock exchange would be significant for the region. And as I think about that, questions of cultural diversity, language, and other factors that are unique to each island, right? That comes to mind. I'm like, how that work? Do you see those differences as hindrances rather than, you know, something to unite us? I don't. Because if you think of first world countries and second world countries that have stock exchanges, uh, mm-hmm. people invest globally now. You, you sit at your desk, you jump on your, your computer and you can invest in any markets across the world. Uh, all things being equal, once you, you, you adhere to all the necessary regulatory and compliance measures, you can invest in any, any market across the world. And these markets are in different languages, different currencies, different time zones. So what we have in the Caribbean are the different languages and stuff. I think that's an easy hurdle to, to overcome, especially as it relates to the stocks on the stock market. I mean, the simple premise of stocks is a company earns X by extension. It gives you Y value and you purchase mm-hmm. and whatever the language, whatever the jurisdiction, it's the same calculation, the same. Methodology, yeah, same yeah. the language of currency is the same across all borders. eh? Exactly. <laughs> All right. So you are now at JNK Man, Jermaine. Mm-hmm. How long have you been there? Roughly about uh, January 2020. Okay. Just, just so before, just about heading into two years, right? right? So when you look at the Cayman situation and Jamaica situation, how can we then bridge whatever gaps there are? And first, maybe I need to ask you, what are the gaps? And then how can we bridge those gaps in your mind based on your position? Well, you know, Cayman and Jamaica is in two different spaces where it relates to capital markets. Cayman is where Jamaica was maybe 10, 15 years ago or even earlier than that in terms of the capital markets and the stock market. It's, it's, it's very infant, while Jamaica, it's on its way and growing. How you bridge that gap is first and foremost, and I've discussed with Mrs. Street and the team on the stock exchange is, you know, having workshops here first with the with the officials for the stock exchange and, and developing a, a sound capital, local capital markets uh, for the island. The, the population in, in Cayman is, you know, depending on who you ask, is 65 to 70,000. I gather there are plans to push that to triple digits very shortly uh, once the borders reopen because the demand to come here is significant. But for the Cayman market to develop, Jamaica is is just as good as any place, if not the best place to influence same based on the, the, the connections of the two countries going back way before my time. The fact that uh, you have a lot of Jamaicans here, you have a lot of interactivity between two countries. It would only seem fit for that assistance to come from Jamaica or the connectivity to come from Jamaica, where person in Jamaica can invest here, person in Cayman can invest in Jamaica. You can have cross listings, going to have companies that are in Jamaica and elsewhere probably come and set up shop here to build the infrastructure of the Cayman economy. So there are significant opportunities here that I think over the next couple of years, the team will look to figure out it is that we can embark on that road and, and help the Cayman community. Perhaps you want to share a little with us, Jermaine, as to what obtains now in terms of what you both you know, are working on together, Cayman in terms of the stock markets and Jamaica. What is going great so far? Well, everything is in infancy. Right now, we're just basically at the table. You know, we have the whiteboard and we have started to, and I'm speaking figuratively here. Yeah, we have I the get whiteboard you. And, and we, are, we are putting up the ideas and suggestions as to 
how to approach the Cayman market and the synergies between Jamaica and Cayman, because uh, as much as it's easy to say it and think how nice it can be, you know, to actually get it done, uh, it's going to be a significant task. We have just really, is that using a cricket analogy, you know, we're just off the mark. Mm, okay, so good. So there's at this time open-mindedness and a willingness to explore possibilities which is good. And you mentioned it's going to be a task. Name one or two of those main challenges that you could possibly run into as we explore this partnership. Well, for it to work, both markets have to be comfortable with one another. Um, not, not speaking from a, a government or an economic perspective. Well, to a lesser extent, an economic perspective, but from a capital market standpoint, the education campaign that has to be embarked on here in the Cayman Islands is significant. To, for, for persons to understand, you know, the benefits of the stock market, listing on the stock market, how capital markets can help companies to grow. You do have a lot of small companies here that seek capital on a day-to-day -day basis, but they do so via traditional banking sources. Those traditional banking sources are very restrictive and prescriptive, if you will, uh, based on regulations where the capital markets can be wider and more creative. Uh, that in and of itself is the first and foremost thing that, that needs to get done. And then there now needs to be uh, some learning and sharing of experiences from the Jamaican side to the Cayman markets as to what was done, how it was done, what were the benefits, what were the teachings, you know, what went right, what went wrong type of thing. Um, those are the first two things that need to get done before any other thought process can come into play. Excellent. And as we're about to wrap, Jermaine, I'd like for you to bring home your final thoughts as we explore the topic, bringing Cayman and Jamaica stock market closer, creating a bigger market for our investors. What are your final thoughts? Perhaps there was something you wanted to share that I didn't ask. So now is the time to do no, that. It's, a, it's, a, it's, an ex, it's an excellent initiative. We, we're, we're starting at markets and how the markets can come together, you know, Jamaica and Cayman. But what you will find once that initiative gets going, other areas of the economies for both countries are going to follow suit because it's just a natural flow of how these things happen. We've seen it where we've done works with, with Canadian Stock Exchange, again, um, led by Mrs. Marlene Street and other stock exchanges and the benefits that came from there. So it's just a similar benefit and the fact of the proximity of both countries. Um, you know, this could lead to more business relations between both countries on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's, it's a start of something that I think can be significantly great for the region. Mm, so a ripple effect indeed. Yeah. All right. I have been talking with Jermaine Deans, Managing Director, JNK Man. And it has been a pleasure of mine to host you on the Jamaica Stock Exchange and you, Jermaine. Thank you so much for your time. And I wish you every success as you continue to move forward or markets. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Henika. Absolutely. And thank you for listening to the Jamaica Stock Exchange and you, a podcast of the Jamaica Stock Exchange with your host, Henneke Watkins-Porter. Did we leave out anything you wish we had discussed? Let us know. Send us your feedback at podcast at jamstockx.com or on social media at jamstockx. The Jamaica Stock Exchange and you is produced by Henneke Watkins-Porter of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. You can find it at hennikawatkisporter.com to hear leadership and entrepreneurship lessons from guests like Marlene Street Forest, Les Brown, Richard Branson, Seth Golding, and a host of others. You may also connect with me on Twitter or LinkedIn at hennikawatkisporter. And that's all for now. See you next week. Remember, as Warren Buffett says, rule number one, don't lose money. Rule number two, 
Don't forget, rule number one, do take care.